everyone. Welcome to the Self-Published Strong Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Pearson, and I'm joined today by my husband. Hi, I'm Nolan. And if you're turning, tuning into this podcast for the first time, this show is the best show for writing tips and motivational quotes. And um, let's see, what else do we do? Publishing and marketing tips and tons of ideas on the craft of writing itself based off of great and awful movies. We are not doing a movie this week. We're having an AA meeting. We're having an AA meeting. Author abuse. Author abuse anonymous. Yeah. AAA. Just AA. Author abuse. Okay. We're not anonymous. We just gave them our names. That's true. <laughs> um, let's see. Updates from me. I'm nearly done with that big project of switching everything over to an exclusive box set instead of an individual book. Um, a bunch of individual books and it's crazy how big projects like that are when you have over 50 titles. So I recommend, I mean, actually I don't recommend anything cause you're going to need to be flexible enough to change your business when things come up that, you know, would make your business better. No recommendations, no recommendations though. I do think an exclusive box set is a great idea for people who have a lot of titles. Um, and then you have, well, we'll, we'll talk about that in its own episode. I don't want to get too off track right now, but, um, it is a beautiful sunny day. Today's Tuesday, March. What's the date today? 12th. March 12th. My birthday's in two days and the baby is not here yet. He is holding on until the C-section date is my guess, which is going to be on Monday. So we probably won't have an episode next week unless we record a short one this week. Nolan, are you up for doing that? I don't know. We might just take a week off. We, we can. Yeah. We've been doing this for over a year. We could always just record right now saying, hey, our baby was born, and then have that go live next week. Yeah. That would be kind of silly, though. I, I would feel disingenuous. Nolan shrugs. <laughs> He's like, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> anyway, well, the good thing is they wouldn't ever know, would they? No. They would not. I do want to do a short episode on the box set thingy that I'm doing and the reader magnets and all that, but we might do that the week after next. Anyway... Um, let's see other updates from me. Uh, let's see. I sat down and brainstormed a series of episodic. I don't know. What is it called? Serial basically for my Patreon supporters. So instead of doing short stories, I'm going to try to do a serial where once a month leading up to when I'm ready to publish the next big series. So the serials, the serial will be related to that big series and it'll get my Patreon supporters more involved in the main series that's coming. And let's see. Um, trying to remember what else is going on book wise, just running random promotions here and there. I still have some Facebook ads that are going, they're doing really well. The shade amulet ad is $5 and 50 cents a day. Or did we raise it to $6? Six. $6. And it's selling anywhere between two and five copies a day of the shade amulet, which is a 99 cent book, but the read through has been pretty high so far. So we're pretty happy about that. Anyway, Nolan, do you have any updates? Still working on the Patreon stuff. For my readers. Yeah. And he's got a haunted house type image that he's been working on. And then a horror creature, monster, beast thing that he's been working on also for my readers. Okay, so this podcast is about staying healthy and happy so you can be more productive as an author. And disclaimer, we are neither of us medical professionals well, well i was gonna say <laughs> i'm not <laughs> i don't i don't treat patients directly no but he is a medical professional so yeah not necessarily in this theme you're just more of a do you have guru? a disease <laughs> yes <laughs> then i can help yeah exactly like, have you caught an infectious disease 
do you have a virus? Then I can talk to you about that, maybe. <laughs> but Nolan does really like physical stuff. Like he's constantly, it's his number one favorite thing to talk about um, is like workout routines and different body types. And um, this has been our entire marriage. So I don't think it's ever going to change. He has studied physical fitness the entire time I've, I've known him. And he owns more workout DVDs and programs than anyone I know. And weights. And weights, more weights. Like our in-home gym is getting quite nice now. It's pretty It's pretty ex- exciting. Um, anyway, so he's going to be talking about like specific things for individual body types. And I'll be talking about more specific things for being an author. So Nolan, why don't you go ahead? Um, so I guess the reason why we chose to talk about this is we talk about work, work, work and authoring. But there's the rest of your life, too. Yeah, and Um, it affects your authoring. And a lot of us sit at a desk for our job and then sit at a desk for our hobbies. Yeah, it's true. And that's too much of one kind of thing, including just sitting there, which is one of the worst things you can do for yourself. Yeah. And we do it a lot. And it's demotivating. I mean, it's not even physical. It's everything. It is. It is. Um, Don't underestimate how much not taking care of yourself affects your work negatively. Yeah. Um, Or how much more creative you can be after you actually do something that gets blood into your brain. So, so you will actually be a better author if you take care of yourself. Yeah. Um, You're like, but I can't spare half an hour a day. (laughs) Um, I address that a bit too. (laughs) Yeah, you, you can. Um, maybe not every day, but you'll be more productive in the long run, in the long run. Yeah. Um, you'll have less pain, hopefully from, I, I have lots of shoulder problems I'm trying to overcome from sitting hunched over Mm -hmm. for my job. Um, that's one of the reasons why I work out is because I'm trying to avoid (laughs) future, lots of future pain by having a little pain every day from my workout, Mm -hmm. um, to try to correct bad posture yeah which i suffer from hereditarily mm-hmm. uh which is not and, good and it's a cultural thing too it's a cultural thing but i'm all i also have a hereditary speaking of which let me sit up straighter i know right uh you know like a lot of my family has a um neck problem and back problems from sitting like my parents like my dad specifically and my yeah. grandma um so you know it's something i've paid attention to and i have the least problems because I've paid the most attention earliest on, I would think. Yeah, so. you watched what was happening and decided to do something about it. Yeah. Rather than falling into despair, which is what happens a lot, honestly. People are like, it's going to happen anyway, so why, you know. You can minimize it, you yeah. know. And anyway, okay. anyway, live, live a whole life. Yeah. Don't just, I mean, it's so nice outside. It's hard to be in here right now. Honestly. I know, it's beautiful weather outside. Um, so, you know, do some outside stuff. And like we said, it... Uh, is it Kevin? Goes on long walks. Kevin, yeah, but that's what I'm going to be talking about. Oh. So, you- <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so some of the things that I'm experiencing from sitting at a desk, which I'm not an author, but I do sit in the same desk as one. Yeah. Uh, like internally rotated shoulders, which causes impingement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it shortens my chest muscles, mm-hmm. which keeps you more in that hunched over posture like I'm using right now, mm-hmm. fixing myself. Mm-hmm. Um, 
weight gain from just sitting being mm -hmm. sedentary it's bad for you it's bad for your brain mm -hmm. i mean i keep going back to your brain you think a lot for the i mean it's a it's a knowledge job it's creativity yeah um okay uh this is all stuff you can find online but just generally speaking there's three it's a continuum but there's three general buckets people fall into you know the endomorphs mesomorphs and did I, ecto did i say meso Endo, meso, and ecto. Yeah, you're gonna have to explain what that is. I endo, don't know. endo is inside, so you hold energy. These people tend to gain weight more. Meso is middle, and ecto means you lose energy, like me. Mm -hmm. So you tend to be scrawny and don't build muscle very easily. Also called hard gainers because mm -hmm. they have difficulty building muscle, usually because you have you don't eat enough when you're working out, which is curious. Other people may feel jealous, but it's actually really hard to eat enough to gain a lot of muscle when you're a hard gainer mm -hmm. um anyway which is the opposite of what most people have the problem with okay but endo meso and ecto how are people gonna remember that i mean endo endo is inside so you keep your energy inside so these are people that would easily gain weight yes and is it usually hereditary? I mean, genetics yeah. play a big part into it. Yeah. Yeah. Just think about your, it's talking about your energy mm -hmm. that you store. So yeah. like, do you store energy inside or is your energy inside halfway or outside? Mm -hmm. Now, meso um, is middle. So you're middle. Like, so like I, you can gain muscle and fat. Okay. You're, it, you know, I said it's like a continuous spectrum. Yeah. So yeah. like I would say a lot of people's families, like my family has a pretty wide range of all three types well, yeah and everybody's different so i mean it runs in family i mean obviously you can see families that are bigger and families that are scrawnier depending and on families that. that have both families that have both but you know yeah it's not one or the other like there's spectrums and then there's randomness and so there's other how things. Do, i mean you talk about so, people who are like let's see um i mean people that are fit but not in shape like they look visually skinny fit. fat yeah skinny fat i was trying to avoid to using the term uh, but body weight normal obese is what it's called now is it really because your body weight is within the normal range but you have no muscle yeah that's a that's a big problem i'd say in hollywood you know a lot of people well, yeah they're gross anyway but <laughs> <laughs> nolan's not attracted the 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 majority of actors and actresses <laughs> no they're not like like in real life they're actually like you he's know, like, like why does everybody find you attractive you're, you're like, like normal yeah you're like maybe above average sort of but then like a team of people surround you at all times to yeah make you look fantastic do your hair and makeup for you um so. okay so okay so endo is people who keep it inside Mm -hmm. who hold energy basically that when they eat something it stays yeah meso is in the middle so they can easily lose fat easily gain fat easily lose weight easily gain yeah weight muscle I, I, yeah you know just think like i said think on that spectrum there they're just in the middle most people aren't don't tend to be in there i think they're more on the ends on the ends and i was gonna say uh, like what nolan was saying earlier a lot of people are like i'd rather be the ecto but uh, as nolan says like it's really really hard to build muscle and to be even fit yeah, on and that like, end too you know how miserable you are when you try to lose weight by dieting yeah how that loss of food you as in the whoever I, you you the world <laughs> anyone who's tried to diet by not eating very much yeah how miserable you are mm -hmm. by eating so little yeah it's the opposite yeah you're that miserable by eating so much yeah and because instead of like, I'm trying to cut down um, 
thousand calories or whatever. <laughs> You're trying to eat a thousand more calories, which is actually hard to do mm -hmm. um, without just eating junk food, which yeah, is called dirty bulk. There's dirty bulking, but you're not dirty bulking. You're like eating things that are filling. You're like, yeah. here's some steak and some, you know, um, sweet potatoes and rice. Those are filling things. And mm -hmm. you're like, okay, you have to do that like eight times a day. And you're like, what? Yeah. You need to eat 3000 calories worth of chicken. You're like, that's a lot of chicken. And, and, and the listeners who are endos are going to be like, oh, boo-hoo, poor you. <laughs> it's difficult. You have to eat more food. Just, that's so horrible sounding. But it's not like you're eating like ice cream and fried chicken. Yeah, right? that's I mean, true. You can't do that. And that's it dirty requires bulking. a lot of preparation, a lot of time. You, you have to cook to all that stuff. stuff. Yeah, you have to cook healthy meals twice as often as everyone else. Yeah. It's a lot of prep. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, all, it's a lot of, I don't say expense necessarily. but So it's like a, somebody who's endo could theoretically get by with less food and so that's less cooking time less because their body holds the energy rather than mm -hmm. losing it yeah you can cut back a little bit and then exercise and then you'll over time usually lose weight yeah um, okay that so that doesn't happen for us we like blink and then the muscles all gone and it's irritating yeah yeah and i i can attest to that like nolan did insanity he was like i'm gonna lose this fat and there's gonna be all this muscle underneath there was no muscle there was no muscle his body ate the muscle before it ate the fat yep and Too it caused cardio. a lot of hard, uh, caused problems for him. Like he was, you know, that's when you first started complaining about a lot of the pain that you've been having lately is because you didn't have the supporting muscles there to, yeah, yeah. to prevent injuries. And I, my issue is, I don't know if I'm ecto or meso. Um, I didn't have weight gaining problems until I started having kids, which is pretty typical for women. Um, and weight falls off me generally easily. So maybe I'm meso. I don't know. But I have a small frame, so I look awful when I'm heavy. And, and I just need to have 20 pounds on and I look horrible. Yeah, it's the same with me. Like my, my wrists and elbows are narrow. Yeah. So I don't get to hold as much muscle. Yeah. My frame, my, people are like, oh, they're, you know, larger frame. So let's just say like the distance between your collar, your what is it, sternum and your shoulder bone, mm -hmm. you know, out here, your AT joint. Um, there's a distance there, right? Yeah. And some people have a some, much wider. Right. And that means their pecs are going to be bigger. Yeah. Just as a consequence. And they build muscle easier generally. And that'll fill in and they'll be bigger. Like yeah. mine are, I don't know, kind of narrow. Mm -hmm. Not crazy, but you know, I'm smaller than average probably. Mm -hmm. And so I don't get to carry as much muscle there. Yeah. That's the way half my brothers are. And like my wrists, like some, you know, like some of the guys at work, their wrists with no muscles on them are like, I don't know, half yeah. an inch wider than mine yeah just because of how their bones are spaced and then that just you know they're just gonna so more. so what i was gonna say my big issue is i have weak joints because it's a genetic issue like the smaller frame you know and i put on 20 pounds and i start spraining and i start injuring myself and i have a lot of problems that way and i know once you're on the higher end of weight you have the same issues because your body's carrying so much weight that you start damaging cartilage and joints and things like that and so that leads a whole lot of leads to a whole lot of problems that you know being an author and things like that you've got to be able to keep that under control so that you don't fall apart prematurely um okay so if you're an endo or an ecto or a meso how like what do they need to focus on um just really quick each body type to build muscle or to lose fat i mean usually endo if you're overweight usually some like walking would be good if you're not doing anything start with walking yeah something I mean, low impact because you it low end, you can think mm -hmm. spend that time to brainstorm yeah that's what i'm going to be talking about so that's very applicable uh so, so you're like i can't spend half an hour well you can do two things at once yeah um 
I won't get more into that then. Um, and usually mesos, it, it just depends. I mean, usually people don't usually have the problem of having too much muscle these days. No. That's my number one advice to almost everyone is to build muscle, build more muscle period. Um, yeah. Including en uh, endos. Um, but like I said, if you're not, if anyone isn't doing anything, start just walking half yeah. an hour, four days a week, something like yeah. that. Um, go someplace interesting. Yeah. See some stuff. I don't know. Yeah, that'll help. That'll help build muscle and lose fat because if you haven't been doing it, it requires. Yeah, start slow. A lot of people are like, I'm going to do it. And then they like go all in and then they wreck themselves. Yeah. Like yeah. my friend, um, obviously not going to name names. Um, she decided that she wanted to start and she was severely obese and she decided she wanted to start a fitness routine. And so she started hiking and it caused, she did really well at first, but then her body crashed. Like she just started having all sorts of issues because it was too much for her body, too much for her heart and too much for her lungs. And so her doctor was like, you need to start small. You need to start like 20 minutes. Don't go for 10 hour hikes. You need to be doing 20 minutes here and there every, you know, throughout the whole week. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's more like setting the time aside. That's what I like. Even when I don't work out that hard that day and I say, I'm not going to do that much. I keep the placeholder. Yeah. You know, because I want to keep that in my routine. That's the worst part is to get out of the habit of doing stuff. Yeah. Anything that you want to do. Mm -hmm. So even when I'm like, maybe not sick, sick, but like not feeling well, I'll just go down there and like. He, he goes and puts something together or rearranges something. So our toddler just rang the doorbell and told us he was sad and that his sister was happy. So <laughs> daddy turned on a, a show, a TV show or something. Right. Yeah. Okay. So. Excuse me. So gaining muscle for people who have a hard time gaining muscle. Even if you don't, it takes a really long time. Even if you don't have a hard time gaining muscle? Yeah. Like how long? Yeah. Like give them an idea. Five or ten years. What? <laughs> I'm thinking months. No. Years? It, like bodybuilders, what you're looking at is decades of work. Jeez. There goes my dedication. <laughs> Just kidding. You're not going to reach level, but I mean, it takes it takes a lot of work to even gain 10 pounds of muscle a year. Yeah, I was actually going to ask how much I, most pounds of muscle. Most normal people would have a difficult time gaining 10 pounds of muscle a year with that. Without really getting crazy, like just like what a normal person could probably do. So uh, what do you mean? Like a 20 minute workout like, five times a week or like 45 minutes, 45 minute workout five times a week mm, would gain you 10 muscles in a year. 10, 10 muscles, 10 muscles, 10 pounds. <laughs> it, it depends on the person, but I'm just saying, yeah, that, that, that doesn't sound crazy. See, I don't know Maybe. anything about this. So I'm like, what, why are we doing for, it and then? The, and women are probably half that. Oh man. You'll gain a lot more at first, but it'll peter out, and then that's oh, yeah, when people get discouraged. Once so. your body adjusts, and then you're really having to work. Yeah, there's 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 neurological muscle gain. So like you you, have, you don't work out at all, and you start, and you get gains really quick. You can go from lifting say five pounds to ten pounds quicker than you'll go from ten to fifteen. Okay, that makes sense. Because your learn your muscles are learning how to work together to mm -hmm. lift something heavy. So you don't necessarily gain a lot of muscle, but you gain a lot of strength. So every week you come okay, back, that makes and sense. you know your your numbers going up quickly mm -hmm. you you may not be changing very much but you're like you feel like you're making progress and you like i like to go back and do my start starting workout every once in a while because like, it reminds you of what i where, where you I started come from so like a month or two later i'll go back and do that workout with the same weight and be like oh this is easy that's that's actually a good thing to do that's encouraging yeah um so I, doing fitness tests you know okay so basically you're training your muscles to produce more but they're not necessarily gaining more muscle pounds yeah, they are but not as not but you'll hit that wall where mm -hmm. you you've reached peak 
efficiency mm-hmm. in how your muscles contract yeah. neurologically. Yeah. And then you have then you get real muscle gains from then on, mm-hmm. and that's slow. So then people plateau and then get frustrated. So endos typically gain muscle easier though, don't they? So they might do more than ten pounds a year. You can do twenty, but it depends. It, again, are you going to spend two hours in the gym? Yeah, that's. Are you going to take a ton of supplements and you know chug protein powder? We don't talk about steroids in this podcast. Not even just that, but I mean, you know, <laughs> like all the little things they try to sell you at GNC or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. Beach bodies shakes, yeah, shakeology. I, I don't do any of that stuff at all. No. So no. Anyway, uh, it takes a long time to build muscle. Mm-hmm. Much longer, longer than, than building fat. Yeah. So, like, when you see, like, swole guys at the gym. Yeah. Guys that aren't, you know, taking steroids or whatever that, they spend a lot of dedication. Yeah. It takes a lot of, a lot more thought and, like, you know, how many of you have gone, like, work out and then you're, like, sore and miserable afterwards? Yeah. And then to have, like, dedication to do that for... All the time. Five or ten years. Yeah. Because um, they get sore just like everyone. Yeah, else. I was gonna say in cor- in order to increase your muscle, you have to you have to break things down that builds the strength up. Yeah, and so that causes soreness. Yeah, I mean not always. There's ways to minimize soreness, but I mean it, it it's a lot. Of, it's hard work even when just when you're doing it. Yeah, like you don't want to lift that thing because yeah. it's heavy, mm-hmm. but you do it. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they do. And then uh, eccentric muscle yeah. contraction when your muscles are getting longer under tension. Mm-hmm. So like when you're putting a weight down. Is what makes your muscles sore. Yeah. Um, and it's also one of the best ways to build muscle because it is breaking it down like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that they, they go through periods where they're very sore. Yeah. Um, so, Nolan and I talk about this all the time, how people back in the old days, they would laugh if they saw what we do to stay fit. But our lives have changed. Our lifestyles have changed drastically since then. We have to take time out of our day to not be pathetic. Yeah, physically. not be unfit. And you I know, mean, like, you have to. I mean, you're you going to... You absolutely have to, because we don't have to go out and work five, ten hours a day to eat, you know? We work at our computers instead and get the money, but yeah. that breaks our bodies down. Yep. So, like, nowadays, uh, people with less money are fat and people with more money are skinny. Because why? Which is the opposite. Uh, calories are just so easily available. It, oh, it's cheap all... calories. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. They're nothing. Yeah. And people who have more money can hire trainers, and they have they pay, gyms, yeah, they have and the, they have yeah, in all the stuff. It's not even necessarily more expensive to eat healthy. Pre prepared food is not cheap. No, Mm-mm. but it does take time. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Are, are is that about it for you? I mean. Uh yeah. So so I would say, if you have any problems, get them handled because they'll just get worse over time. Yeah. Like I was saying, impinged shoulders, internal rotations, you know, mm-hmm. um, that that's you, you know, like taking your arm across your body. Yeah, I was actually going to say, explain um, what impinged shoulder, because I'm sure people have shoulder pain and don't know what it, it impinged. I mean, impingement is the number one cause of shoulder pain from what my physical therapist told me. Yeah, there's a nerve in your shoulder. Uh, there's a nerve bundle. Mm-hmm. And your muscles get inflamed. And well, when you're like this, you're not supposed to be like this pinching it. Yeah. When your shoulders are hunched. Yeah. So you put some under stress all the time, and then your your shoulder joint's not sitting in the middle of its socket like it's supposed to be, so it's not rotating properly because yeah. your back muscles become weak and your front muscles become shortened because of being hunched over. Yeah, like that's the problem I'm having. Mm-hmm. Um, then I've had for off and on for a while because every time I get it to go away and then you know fall out of the habit of doing it. So 
comes back again. So I, I, I've incorporated it into the workout every couple of days. I just do like one or two things. So I'm always doing it as part of it. Mm-hmm. So it's not like something I do on top of the workout. It's something I do in it. Okay. So um, are you okay if I go on to my part yep. now? Okay. So my part is more specifically what I do as an author and things that authors can do to implement and we've 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 touched on some of this stuff, but and a lot most of it's not going to be a surprise, honestly, because the number one thing I put down is dictate. <laughs> um, and this is just you can take all of this with a grain of salt. Um, there's there's going to be something here I think for everybody, but the w- reason why dictating has helped me so much is because I have a digital recorder and a lapel mic, and I can pace and move while I'm dictating. And one thing I'm going to hit on quite a bit is that movement brings productivity and clarity. Um, Nolan, I was talking about earlier, if you have set aside time every single day to go for a walk, don't let that time be wasted. For example, um, Nolan and I go hiking when I'm not pregnant and I get in the best brainstorming when I'm hiking because I have number one, I have somebody bounce ideas off of, but that's not even required. It just helps me because I'm a talker. So I have to talk through things to have ideas happen, but the movement, it brings in the productivity and the clarity. And so we get a ton of ideas while we're out hiking. Uh, if you're unable to hike or if you don't have a place that, you know, you can hike, go for walks and force your brain to focus while you move. You can also pace in your house. So set a timer and go from one point to another and make it as, as clear, like clear everything. So you're not going to run into anything and make it so that your brain can be freed while your body does motion, like mindless activity so that your brain can be clear and focused on brainstorming and coming up with ideas. Um, you can also bounce on an exercise ball. And again, force your brain to move too. And then while you edit, um, I you can get up a, get a stand-up desk or a treadmill desk or an exercise ball at your desk. But again, the goal is to make sure that you are not sitting for eight, 10, five hours straight, that you are actually getting up and you're getting motion in, movement in. Um, I like keeping small weights and resistance bands at the desk. Um, I'll talk about that again in just a little bit, but if you absolutely have to sit, put yourself on a movement schedule and keep a tall glass of water or a jug or something of water at your desk and drink a lot so that you have to use the bathroom at least once an hour. Uh, I, I have a lot of author friends that are like, yeah, but if I drink water, then I have to get up and get out of work. Well, that's the whole point is to make yourself get up, up from the desk at least once an hour. Um, during that time, go outside and focus on the farthest thing from your sight and refill your cup and use the bathroom and then do a five minute weight workout or resistant band workout. Um, and if you don't have resistance bands or weights, then do a, take a brisk five minute walk around your house to get your pulse up. But the whole point is to incorporate exercise into your work schedule so that you're actually being productive while still getting books written and edited and published. Um, if you have kids, you're going to be more active naturally, but you still need to focus on getting your heart rate up for at least 20 to 30 minutes a day. And that can be through aerobic or weight gain though. As Nolan said earlier, the best thing for most people is going to be building muscle. And that's because once you have muscle, your body will naturally fight, um, will naturally eat fat when you're not doing anything because muscle takes time to recover and it has more energy in it. it it's active tissue. It does stuff. Fat just sits there. Yeah, exactly. So it'll kill it your take mu- any, your fat. any energy to just sit there. That's yep. why it's so hard to get rid of. And my muscles so easy to lose. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, uh, and if you can't do any of this, either modify until you can, so take my suggestions and modify them until you're able to do something that gets you moving, or make changes in your life until you can. So if you if it hurts too much to move, then you've got to reduce calorie intake until you're able to walk, or get up and walk two minutes a day, and then five minutes a day, and then 10 minutes a day. You, you've got to start somewhere because it, like Nolan says, it will get worse. Um, yeah, so actually I was listening to like a podcast or something where somebody wanted to start working out. So they literally, their goal for the day was to change into workout clothes, and that was it. Wow. That, I mean, if you that's sometimes one of the biggest reasons why people don't work out is because they don't want to work out in the clothes they're wearing. Yeah, so, but once you get in, and then the next goal for the next week was to get to the gym. Yeah. And like he or she, I can't remember, would like get changed and then go to the gym and then turn around and leave. Wow. I don't think once I get to the gym, I'd have the self-control to turn around and leave. <laughs> but, that, but that's the point because yeah. once they got there, they're like, well, I might as well do something for a few minutes before I go. Yeah. And then they had a habit. Yeah. After a couple of weeks because, but they started really low. Yeah. Because they had like no motivation. Yeah. Right. Starting at a level appropriate to you is really important yeah that like yeah two minutes one minute get stand up every once in a while yeah i mean you know whatever if you can do more then that's great but it's about forming a habit Mm -hmm. that will increase your productivity if you want to think about what we're talking about today that's what we're talking about doing how can you increase your productivity through um movement and exercise through exercise yeah how can you be a better writer by not being a couch potato yeah um um, and then this leads to actually another topic is the food topic. A lot of people need to be munching on something to be productive. I was that way before I started dictating. And I, and the reason why it works is because it's a brainless repetitive motion that helps your mind focus on something hard. And so you're chewing on something and that's actually keeping your brain focused on something that's difficult. Your, our bodies are designed to be moving. Yeah. And so if you're sitting there, how can you move? move your mouth yeah you eat right mm-hmm. not good because mm-hmm. people put food in it yeah but it's a way to be moving yeah and like i was saying if you if you swap out eating for motion you'll get the same results after a slight adjustment period honestly it took me probably one 20 minute dictating session until i got to the point where dictating replaced my need to chew <laughs> the tobacco you know yeah <laughs> um the but was full yeah so motion does the exact same thing for your brain as eating does. And uh, if you absolutely have to chew on something, even after you start doing motion, then invest in sugar-free gum, mints, etc. If aspartame bothers you, look up gum and mints. They're sweetened by something natural like stevia, something natural and calorie-free like stevia. Um, there's other calorie-free options that aren't, um, that are natural. Um, but circling back to the beginning, remember the goal is to be a long-term author. You want this to be a career. I mean, you don't want this to be something that lasts for two years and then you can't do it anymore because you're physically unable. And what good is a career that messes you up physically so much where you fall apart after a few years of intense work. And this is not just weight gain, but it's also like carpal tunnel and, you know, all sorts of issues that happen when you're not taking yourself care, taking care of yourself physically. And all of these things, they derail you and prevent you from doing what you absolutely love. And I'm going to assume that you're doing, that you're writing because you love writing, you love creating, and you love sharing what you've created with readers. And so the whole point of this episode is to help you know, um, just to give you ideas and little things that you can make, little changes that you can make in your lifestyle now to become 
more conscious about how you are treating your body and then ways to treat your body better so that you can be a writer for 20 years instead of two. And like I said, consider dictating. Um, It can be difficult to adjust to, but now that I've been doing that for um, how long have I been dictating now? Two and a half, three years, maybe I'm, I'm a lot more healthy and I'm more productive now than I ever was before. And I, um, Nolan will tell you that I'm not as dedicated to exercising as he is. And that doesn't offend me because I know it's true, but I also work while moving. And so I'm not sitting hours and hours a day and, and I'm much more productive than all of my author friends that type walking walking on the treadmill counts. It does. And I have a treadmill desk and, and I have author friends who write two books a month and it takes them 10 hours a day. And I'm like, I can dictate 6,000 words in one hour and imagine how much free time you would have if you, you know, if you put, and it's not just the dictating, but it's the motion too. And the motion keeps my brain moving, you know? And so the clarity, the motion, all of that, uh, let's see. Yeah. So, so doing that kind of stuff equals longevity in a tough career that quickly weeds out people who cannot keep up physically because physically it does, as Nolan said, it fix, it affects you mentally. Uh, there is such a thing as professional video game players. Actually, there is. And they, <laughs> and they work, make a lot of money doing it. And they it. work out. Do they work out? Some of them do, yeah. That's awesome. I didn't know that. It keeps you sharper. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Like, the reaction time is better. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that makes sense. Them. It keeps your brain active and your body. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so physical fitness leads to happiness, but don't t- don't forget to make sure you're filling your bucket in other ways, social, mental, uh, mentally, spiritually, etc. It's up to you and only you to make sure you're doing your best to stay healthy so that you can do um, this writer career stuff for the rest of your life. Yeah, we we have a myth of the you know the and this some people do work this way where they go off into some cabin somewhere and then write a book and come back with a masterpiece. Yeah. Kevin, <laughs> he does that all the time. He's like, I was in my cabin for two weeks and yeah. But he goes and does stuff, though. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't just, like, hole up. I mean, sometimes you got to get the work done, and you do hole yourself up. Yeah, and you just if you've get got a done. huge deadline, and there's... That, a, that yeah. is absolutely a thing that has to happen sometimes. Yep. But every day is not that way. Don't make mm-hmm. every day a lonely cabin. Yeah. Yeah, don't, don't put yourself in such a position where you feel so much pressure to work that you can't take 20 minutes. Because you're going to fall apart. I mean, that's going to kill you, you know? Yeah. Any closing comments? I mean, you know, what's the point of being a writer if it makes you miserable because you don't get to do anything else? I don't know. Yeah. There's a lot of things to do besides being an author that actually help you be an author. Yeah. Yeah. The the filling your bucket socially, spiritually, mentally, that stuff helps you be a better and more productive author. Yeah. And if you neglect those other areas of your life for too long, you will fall apart. Burnout. I mean, burnout that lasts for months, you know, and how many books could you've written if you'd been slow and steady instead of cram, 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 you know? I mean, you've got writer's block, take a walk. Yeah. I mean, don't waste that time. Yeah. If you're, if you're really having problems, you know? Yep. If your brain is, if you feel like your brain is stuck, do something that doesn't need your brain. Yeah. Sometimes your brain needs a rest. Yeah. And then it starts working on its own and you're like, oh yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Then you have a ton of ideas and you forgot that you were even trying to have even had problems and that's something yeah. that nolan i mean nolan knows watching me when i'm stuck i generally walk or i talk to him while you know we're puttering around in the kitchen you know sitting still and brainstorming doesn't work for me and that's partially because i've trained myself from dictating everything but i've also discovered that motion leads to productivity so makes me much more productive 
Anyway, if you have any questions about this topic or any questions about working out, um, Nolan has is is a plethora of information. He's shared about one percent of his knowledge. So email me <laughs> to ask him a question. <laughs> Andrea at selfpublishedstrong.com. And you... uh, I have an art with Nolan Gmail account. I oh, believe. that's true. Art with Nolan at gmail.com. Do you check it? No, I don't. So uh, <laughs> someone could have emailed me and then I would never know. Because um, I actually, I think I switched it over. I, I should switch it over. To your regular email? Can you do that? I can have, have two. Have it forward from Art with Nolan to your main account? No, I can have two that will. Oh, it'll instead of the James one. Yeah. Which we don't ever use anymore. I still get some notifications from for it, but it's, yeah, but yeah. So I should probably do that. But I mean, Instagram. Yeah, art with Nolan. If you want. Yeah. If they don't have an Instagram account, then email me and I'll send it to Nolan. You know, Twitter me also. I check that occasionally. Okay. If it, but like once a week, mm-hmm. probably. Wow, I don't even check Twitter that often. I check Twitter once a year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So I'm. I'm Instagram is the best way. Emailing Andrew is the second best way. <laughs> or Facebooking me. You can also post in the BookBub Promotions and More group. All right, everybody. I'm having a baby on Monday. I hope most of you are not having babies on Monday because I think most of you are men. Anyway, so if I don't answer anything for a little while, that's why we're going to be off the grid for a little bit and taking a break. Yeah, we're going to not record an episode for next week. I just decided. So like at work, I'm supposed to give a presentation once a month. Yeah. And they're like, you can just get one ready and have someone else do it. I'm like, I'm not getting it ready. I'm taking the week off so (laughs) that I have it off. I'm not going to get. I'm not going to work and then not work. I'm not going to work extra so that you can have stuff when I'm not there. I'm just going to not be there. <laughs> and we're just going to not have one yeah. that week. <laughs> yeah, sounds good to me. Okay, so I guess we'll talk to everyone later. Um, I'm not sure how the baby's going to affect recording in the future, but I mean, at first it won't be a big deal because they sleep so much, and then we'll just record around nap schedules, I suppose. All right, okay, so we'll talk to everyone later. Bye. Bye.